Well, good morning. Welcome to DrBoysTV.com, the home for intelligent black people. Today, we're going to talk about this interesting thing that I put on my Instagram. My Instagram is DrBoysFinance. There was this pole dancing class for kids. Apparently, there are people who are teaching pole dancing to little children, and it's deeply offensive to a lot of people. I know that it definitely threw me off. Um, I don't want my kids going to a pole dancing class. But I wanted to kind of talk about it and see what you guys thought about this and see if there's any justification for uh, teaching your four-year-old how to get on the pole. Anyway, so uh, we're going to talk about this. Uh, do me a favor. First of all, give me a yes to let me know you can hear me. And second of all, hit that thumbs up button. Third of all, buckle up your seatbelt, get comfortable. We're going to get started on DrBoysTV.com right now. Here we are, clan the isms, cataclysm, great. Our people out here struggling, trying to make it in this state. Everybody out here doing it, but we the ones who late. Now family, we the ones who gotta delegate. Get that money in the power, never be fake. Stick to co-sign for three, what did he say? Uh, create jobs, support our own. Educate the same and buy back your home. Got three degrees, triple ten. Three PhDs, now we on the CNN. DBTV, let's talk about negligence. Ignorance is bliss, but we can turn it to intelligence. Please, none of what you hear, half of what you see. Let's break it down here on Dr. Boyce TV. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to DrBoyceTV.com, the home for intelligent black people. My name is Dr. Boyce Watkins. I want to say what's up to everybody also on Instagram. <clears throat> My Instagram is Dr. Boyce Finance. Uh, if you want to follow me on Instagram at Dr. Boyce Finance, feel free to do that. And uh, so let me just hop right into it. First off, I want to say good morning to Lisa Love and Khaled and uh, and who el whoever else is. Let's see who else is in here. I see uh, Metamorph94, Money Love, is pa Money, Love Power, and El Hajj. Uh, in case you don't notice, I'm taking my glasses off to read on the screen because my prescription is off and I'm waiting for my new glasses to get here. I broke my glasses. If you're watching on video, you can see where where this is what this is what happens when uh, when you get get raggedy or get too rough with your, your stuff. And now I'm walking around uh, using my backup glasses. I got backups, but I cannot see stuff that's close. So I'm blind as a bat. Anyway, all right, so uh, so what's going on, everybody? I hope you guys are doing well. Uh, how many of you, give me a yes or no, if you saw this uh, interesting thing where there was a stripper, or sorry, <clears throat> not stripper, pole dancing class for kids. Anybody else see that? This was uh, actually, uh, I shared this on my Instagram. My Instagram is Dr. Boy's Finance. And it was basically this um, this thing where uh, apparently there it was a company, and I'm not even going to say the name of the company because we ain't getting no free advertising up in here, uh, where they were teaching uh, these little little children, mostly little black girls, uh, how to dance on the pole. Now, they're, they're weren't, they weren't all black, though. There was like a little Asian girl, and I think there was even a little boy. And, uh, and I put this on my Instagram. If you want to go see it, you can kind of see it on the screen. If you're listening on Spotify, uh, then you I just just imagine like, you know, imagine like you're a four year old, like on a stripper pole. That's kind of what uh, is happening here. And a lot of you were kind of uh, thrown off by this. I know I was. Uh, how many of you? First of all, let's just start right here. <clears throat> how many of you can find any justification whatsoever to uh, teach a child how to pole dance? I'm not going to say stripper pole because pole pole dancing is not originally just something that strippers did. It's just something that strippers incorporated into their routine to make themselves look more interesting. Uh, how many of you would, would send your child to a pole dancing class? Give me a yes or no. Give me a yes or no if you would do that. And then uh, second of all, I want you to let me know. Give me a yes or no. If What if someone said, well, you know, in ancient China, <clears throat> uh, pole dancing goes back 800 years. Uh, it's, it's being recognized 
as a, an official sport, you know, that's, that helps people stay fit. Uh, in India, pole dancing uh, goes back to the 12th century. Uh, in Indonesia, it's part of traditional dance. Uh, how many of you would still be, would be swayed by that to say, okay, I get it now. I understand. I'm sending my grandbaby to uh, to to the the pole dancing class, or I'm going to take a class a pole dance. You know, I, I'm going to say no. I'm I'm in the no category. Um, but I'd like to be fair and open minded. Again, people can do whatever they want. Um, I don't really know if having your daughter on the pole when she's four is as productive as do, having your daughter do other things at four, like maybe learn how to read or maybe, uh, I don't know, something crazy like learning math or something even more ridiculous like learning how to make her own money and start a business so she doesn't have to slide down the pole and shake her cooch in front of strangers in order to get a couple dollar bills. But that's just me. That's me being an old-fashioned Southern black man. Um, like Some would call that the patriarchy or uh, – Toxic masculinity. My toxic masculinity says that uh, I don't want my girls on the pole, even though even though my, my wife is a gorgeous woman, our daughters are gorgeous. I'm sure they would do quite well in, uh, on, on, you know, in, in that whole profession. That That's just not something we're choosing to do with the kids. Now, here's the interesting thing, too. This is what made me kind of conflicted a little bit about it, though, is uh, I kind of feel like in America, we have an association with, of the pole with strippers that's what we do we, we we think about magic city and and you know and and uh, and, uh, and let me tell you i i went one time to i had to go to magic city because i was going to a bachelor party and i was the best man so the best man's job is to go everywhere that the bachelor goes or the um groom goes to make sure he's good so uh i uh, i had my first experience being up close near strippers and um and let me when i tell you that those women are so athletic it's ridiculous like one of them i was like you really have strong legs like did you do sports in high school and she said yeah i played basketball and gymnastics so i saw a lot of them and if you and then i and then i saw uh i went i had to go again again it was totally against my will I, of course, as a, as, a, as, a, as a heterosexual black male, you, I have no interest in seeing anything that would be at Magic City, right? Just, I'm being stupid. Uh, but I'm in this, I'm in Magic City, and I'm I'm just watching the groom, of course, not, you know. Anyway, so so on the, um, there was a lady that was hanging from the pipes above the, in the ceiling. And I remember thinking, that's very dangerous. That's, you know, like OSHA, workplace safety issue, right? And, uh, but but I was really impressed. They are really athletic. So so I think that we can at least agree that they're very athletic. Um, there's justification to argue uh, about the inclusion of pole dancing as a sport. <clears throat> they're actually considering making it an Olympic sport, which would be quite interesting to observe. I think that what has happened, though, in America, and the reason most of us don't want our daughters on the pole is because it's been sexualized in a horrific way, right? It's been associated with a bad culture, uh, with a space where your child is in there with a bunch of seedy men who, uh, where she might get violated in some terrible way, where you've got, you know, drug addicts that, <clears throat> that, buy, that, that get money to buy more crack by shaking a little booty in order to make money, right? That's kind of what it's associated with. And I think that's why people rightfully had an issue with saying like, no, let's not do this to our kids. Uh, and it also speaks to this deeper issue of 
just the sexualization of black children in general, the, the little black girls. Uh, there's a lot of conversation that I constantly hear about protecting black women. And when we talk about the fact that a, a large percentage of black girls get you know, violated at an early age, with it, they always turn to, to men and they say, why aren't you protecting black women? Why aren't you protecting black girls? And, and I know a lot of men who say, well, we're trying to protect them by keeping them off the pole. We're trying to protect them by, you know, by trying to do things to keep families together and stuff like that. And, uh, and unfortunately, feminism doesn't always blend well with that, right? Feminism, the idea that I don't need no man, I can do this by myself, I can be the mommy and the daddy, uh, that pushes the man out of the equation, which doesn't just have a devastating impact on the black family. Remember, remember, three-fourths of our children don't even know what it's like to have a father in the house every day. That That is huge. That is massive. That is devastating. But then on top of that, it, it doesn't just hurt, hurt them in terms of 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 their um their uh their their how can I say this the, the, the child's spiritual uh support and uh and guidance but it also hurts economically the lowest net worth in America the lowest median net worth in America is that of a single black mother with children did y'all know that that the lowest she has the lowest median net worth in America so this is where I jump in as a finance professor and say that this that your broken families is one of the critical reasons that you have a hard time building wealth because the raising of a family is a job by itself. So when you're raising a family and trying to go to work and work two, three jobs a day, every day, that's going to be very hard for one person to do. So so ultimately, you know, I, I didn't like what I saw. I don't think it's cool. I don't really want to hear about uh, more black girls or, or children being taught to uh, to dance on the pole. I'd rather see black children learn how to start businesses and learn how to invest and learn how to make good life choices. Like I think that our children probably need to take a class on how to have how to start a family, how to family planning. Like, you know, think about this. Why should uh, why should only the left be able to use the term Planned Parenthood? I think that term Planned Parenthood should be used by all of us. I think all of us should plan our parenthood. Give me a guess if you agree with this. I think that if we have more Planned Parenthood training in our community where we can all plan when we're going to be parents, plan how we're going to build our families, plan how the family is going to be a, a critical element in the building of wealth and sustainability and security in the community, then we would have better outcomes. We wouldn't have this chaos that you have. But you have, you have so much of a mess out here. You have so many, like, it's, 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 it's crazy that, that when I see a mother with her child, I just in my head assume that that's a single mom. Like most, seriously, let's be honest. A lot of y'all, we, we do this now. We're just like, yeah, we assume that the daddy ain't nowhere to be found and, and that you decided, or maybe you decided that the daddy don't need to be around and that you got this and it's going, you know, whatever. And and it's, it, and, it's, and it's sad because it gets into like this weird blame game where the women are saying, well, it's because of the men and the men, but even though you pick that man and then the men are saying it's because of the women, even though you pick that woman, right? And nobody takes accountability, right? Accountability is supposed to be a two-way street. Accountability is supposed to start at home. Uh, everybody wants to change the world, but nobody wants to change themselves. Everybody wants to see everybody else shift, but you don't want to shift yourself. Everybody, I want to see you take accountability, but I ain't taking no accountability because I'm the victim of what you did to me. No, no, all of us are victims. All of us are perpetrators. And I think if we all take responsibility, we can build a better community. So, uh, so anyway, I'm not saying I got the whole answer figured out, but I'm going to say this. I'm going to say this 100% with, with, with complete certainty. Number one, when your families are broken, your wealth is in jeopardy. Number two, when uh, the families are broken, the children are not as safe. Uh, uh, my, I, I know cops who worked in crimes against children unit, ch uh, the crimes against children unit for police departments. And they consistently, consistently tell me that when they go to these homes and they see the most heinous, gruesome crimes committed against children, 
in many, many cases, it is the boyfriend of the mother that perpetrated the crimes. Somehow the mother fell in love because maybe she likes to get freaky with this guy because he's really good in the bedroom, but she don't know that he's getting free. He's trying to get freaky with her daughter or her son or whatever too, right? And I'm not saying that it's true in every case. I'm saying that uh, I would really appreciate it if we would learn how to look at the writing on the wall instead of denying the obvious. Uh, this is happening in broad daylight. You know, you, you're seeing families crumble in broad, you know, right in front of you and, and no one and everyone just, it's like everyone just feels better because they can blame somebody else for the problem instead of actually solving the problem. So here's here's the solution. I'm, I'm a mathematician. I believe in solutions. Uh, one solution is that I think that the same way you get a drive, you get a license before you drive a car. I think you should be uh, expected to get some sort of a license before you start a family. Of course, the government shouldn't be involved. And I'm really joking when I say a license. <clears throat> I don't mean a formal license. What I am saying, though, is uh, some sort of right of passage, some sort of training is required. Um, I, and I think it starts at home. I think that if you are raising a little girl and you want her to have a stable family, I think you train her on how to address a man, how to how to make a man happy. The little black girls don't get a lot of training on that. They unless it's, it's like a stripper pole, maybe they get trained on that. But I'm talking about training on just how to make that man happy when he comes home every day. The same thing. I think boys have to be trained on how to treat a lady, how to treat a woman, how to how to speak to a woman, how to respect a woman. And then also, most importantly, your kids need to learn conflict resolution. And that's the problem. They get together. They get excited. They start having sex. They make a baby and then they start fighting and then they break up. And then the baby's sitting there abandoned. The baby's literally abandoned because you the, you you brought the child in the world with a handicap. They got they got half a family. And they trying to make it out here in this world that already hates black people anyway. This world that already wants to murder your black son. You raising your black son without a daddy, without guidance, without a role model. Because well, why? Well, maybe because you never understood how important male mentorship is to male young male decision making. Like uh, Jonathan Majors, I looked at Jonathan Majors and in, in his situation with this girl that almost got him locked up. I was like, I wonder what male is giving him advice on women. Because when I was Jonathan Major's age, and I wasn't Jonathan Major's, I wasn't, I wasn't an internationally known sex symbol, but I was hot stuff. I was a 31-year-old man uh, with a PhD making thirty, making $115,000 a year. You don't think that I had uh, tempting situations thrown my way that when it came to women? I had a lot of those. And you know what happened? My father gave me advice. My father, uh, my male role model, said, don't you fuck nothing on that campus. He said, don't you get into with none of these students. Don't you even date any of the professors. Don't date any of the administrators do not date anybody that you work with because HR will take you down if it goes bad. And I did not do that. And I saw my friend who did not have male mentorship. Pay attention now. Are y'all listening to me? Are you hearing what I'm saying now? Are you listening? Right. My friend who did not have good male mentorship, he got into a situation that involved a student. And next thing you know, his mugshot was on TV like he was OJ Simpson. I'll never forget when I saw that. And I said, thank you, Dad, for giving me good advice. So stop acting like the fathers don't matter. The fathers are the ones who will help keep that little girl off the pole, keep that little boy out of the street. And I really think as a community, we got to start celebrating fatherhood and really making compromises and sacrifices to, to keep the father 
directly involved in the life of the child. Every time I hear about a family breaking up, it's always about how he made me feel. And he did this to me and he did that to me. You don't even say nothing about your damn kids. That's crazy to me. I don't understand that. I, I grew up in an era where I thought it, where it was okay to sacrifice for your children, where it was okay to say, you know what, your mama, your, the, she get on my damn nerves, but, but they need their mama, right? Like I'm that type of guy. I'm the type of guy who's like that. I literally will look at our kids and these aren't even my biological children, but I love them like they are. And I would literally look at these kids and I'd be like, damn, they're Mama, she getting on my nerves today, but I'm going, I'm going to tone it down because I know how much they need and they love their mother. And I got it. And it's my job to protect them by protecting their, their prize, which is their mother. The same thing is true with the father. And I just really think that, that this whole society has gone haywire in terms of believing that, that, that you can just chop up all these families and people are going to be successful. No, when you chop up families, give me a guess. If you see this, you know what you're going to see? You're not going to see power nomics. You see struggle nomics. Everybody's in the damn struggle. Everybody's barely getting by. Everybody's traumatized. Everybody's going through hell. Everybody's having a hard time. You know, and, and then and then what's really hilarious to me and, and sad in a way is when you when when you have all this sort of independent woman talk, and and then you hear forty five year old women who get divorced and then they go out into the dating market. And they're dating a bunch of single, a bunch of horny single men with STDs. And then they're, then they're suddenly complaining about how hard it is to be single, how crazy the dating market is. Well, I'm like, well, if you were safe in the comfort of a marriage, why, why did you, why was that so horrible? Why you think this over here is better than what you had before? Like, I'm not saying that it's okay, but I'm saying at least you had a man that was willing to commit to you. Uh, a lot of single men are not going to commit to nothing. That, that's their mindset. They're like, well, why would I do anything for you? I owe you nothing except for my penis, and that's it. And uh, and I don't think we have honest dialogue about this as a community. I think that if you are stupid, if you are a dumb person, here's what you do. Here's what dumbass people do. Dumbass people allow politics and society and other people's opinions to guide their decision making. That's what stupid people do. When you, you know, if you're a feminist, you you go with the, the feminist sisterhood and you let them tell you how to date who how to date a man, how to pick a man, why to get rid of a man and all this other stuff. And then you end up miserable, but yet you don't tell anybody because you don't want the sisterhood to know how miserable you are right now. And the same thing is true with men. I think that men, if, if men want to be stupid, then all you do is you let these crazy men on the internet, many of whom have a background. If you look at the background, a lot of the most vocal men on the internet who are the most abusive toward women, who say the most dastardly things about women and family and, and you know, just silly things like, oh, are you a simp if you agree to marry a single mother? Just dumb shit like that. Many of these men, if you look in their backgrounds, they don't have good relationships. They've never had good relationships with women. Many of them have been to jail. Some of them were beaten up on women. Uh, just all kinds of crazy stuff. And so, so really what you're hearing, what you have in the age of the internet is you have a space where everybody has a loud voice. And some voices are toxic people. Some of these voices are are porn stars and killers and and criminals <clears throat> and everything else. And they just they love the internet because the internet has given them this space where their mental illness is celebrated, where they get rewarded by going on YouTube and, and spazzing out and sounding crazy and saying things that don't help anybody but their pocket. And I personally think that <clears throat> you got to be smarter than that. Okay, so anyway, that's my two cents on the little girls at the stripper pole. Uh, if you want my simple answer, the answer is hell no. I'm not taking my daughter to your stripper pole class. Class, Or sorry, let me call it. I'm not going to call it a stripper pole. I should stop saying that. <clears throat> your pole dancing class. I don't care if it's artistic. I don't care if it's athletic. If I want my daughter to get athletic training, I will take her to track practice. If I want her to uh, to to uh, to get some art, I will take her to an art class. Uh, she does not need to be spreading her legs, sliding down a pole in order for her to get in shape. 
There are many, many ways that she can get in shape that don't involve shaking that booty. But anyway, that's my two cents. Maybe I'm wrong. Believe what you want. It's okay. All right. So anyway, guys, I'm about to get out of here. Uh, do me a favor. Hit the thumbs up button. Thumbs up, share, subscribe. Also, my website's voicewatkins.com. Uh, I have a lot of good stuff up there. If you want to teach your kids about wealth, actually, we do teach economics to kids uh, in the Black Business School. Uh, you can go to voicewatkins.com or blackmillionairesoftomorrow.com. Uh, blackmillionairesoftomorrow.com. We have a great wealth building program for children. We teach kids uh, investments, real estate, crypto, entrepreneurship, all kinds of things. And also your child can get <clears throat> a little baby bachelor's degree once they're done. Uh, and what that does is that heightens their self-esteem. It makes them into a wealth builder. It also helps them to avoid the pain of economic stress later on down the line because our kids have a financial literacy level that exceeds the average college educated adult. That's the guarantee or we give you your money back. So if you're interested, just go to blackmillionairesoftomorrow.com tomorrow.com uh, because the best way to empower a child is to prepare them. If you do not prepare them, then you're, you're pretty much preparing them for the struggle. Don't sell your kids into slavery. Do something for them that's going to get them ready for this very harsh, very difficult world. And if the best I can do for my child is teach her how to slide down a pole, um, then, then I pretty much am earning everything that, that she gets later on. I'm setting her up for a lot of misery. Uh, and I just have to be honest about that. There's nothing about pole dancing culture in America anyway, that is healthy, productive, or positive for young girls. And uh, and then later on down the line, what's crazy to me is that when something terrible happens, everybody's like, well, what happened? How did this, this is racism. This is so bad. Black men don't protect black women. That, that's what we do. We wait for something bad to go wrong. And then we complain about it and say, oh, it's because we're black and it's, it's inevitable. It's like, no, it's not inevitable. It was highly preventable. When that little girl was three or four and you had a choice between taking her to pole dancing class or taking her to, you know, to business school or wherever you chose pole dancing class. And now eight and 10, you know, 10 years later, your, your daughter been listening to Cardi B. She's been well trained on advanced sexual techniques from all her favorite rappers. And she's learned how to slide down the stripper pole. Well, she gets to middle school and she's twerking for the boys in the bathroom. You know, that that's that's what happens. And then you're wondering or she's dating a 28 year old R. Kelly type who loves to date little middle school girls. And, and then you wonder how this occurs. Well, you're sexualizing your kids. That's what you're doing. And so so ultimately, I would say. Like, I mean, the world's already going to try to do it. Parents should not be pouring into the pot. And again, I, I know I sound self-righteous when I say this, but I think somebody's got to say it because ain't nobody saying this enough. Everybody watches our families fall apart. They watch our children go into one horrible situation after another. And then they, they all act confused. And they and then somebody like Joe Biden comes along and says, it's just racism. It's not racism. It's bad decision making. Now, racism plays a part. Sure. But white people did not make you take your daughter to that pole dancing class. You did. So that's my two cents. That's it. I'm done. I'm not going to say anything else. So I hit the thumbs up button, thumbs up, share, subscribe. And also I'm going to be doing some financial stuff later on. Uh, we do money in the morning financial reflections. If you'd like to join us or join our financial consciousness training, just go to drboyceelevate.com. Uh, you guys know my PhD is in finance and I wrote a book called the 10 commandments of black economic power. And so, uh, so I'm, I'm big on black economics. That's what I believe. So have a good day, everybody. God bless you. I will see you soon. Take care. Peace. Here we are, clan, the isms, cataclysm, great. Our people out here struggling, trying to make it in this state. Everybody out here doing it, but we the ones who late. Now, family, we the ones who got to delegate. Get that money in the power, never be fake. Stick to co-sign for three. What did he say? Uh, create jobs, support our own. Educate the same and buy back your home. Got three degrees. 
Triple ten. Three PhDs now we on the CNN. DBTV. Let's talk about negligence. Ignorance is bliss, but we can turn into intelligence. Please, none of what you hear, half of what you see. Let's break it down here on Dr. Boyce TV. Here we are.